Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology and NorthNodeAstrology.com. And today we're going to um, be looking at an example from um, the nodes uh, uh, in my new book that I'm writing, uh, South Node Astrology. Uh, and this is going to be the chart of Edna St. Vincent Millay. Now, she was a woman who... In her life, she was searching for an ecstatic, Dionysian, sexual, spiritual love. And when you consider that she was born in 1892, her life was quite a story. And she was a very well-loved and very well-received poet of her day. So let's hear about Vincent, as they called her. Okay, so we're going to be looking at the chart and the nodes of Edna St. Vincent Millay. Um, this, is going, this is from my new book that I'm writing called South Node Astrology. And for those of you who are interested in the nodes, I do have a book out that is available on Audible and Kindle and paperback. Uh, it's called North Node Astrology, Rediscovering Your Life Direction and Soul Purpose. So I do uh, have a lot of focus on the nodes in my writings. Okay, well, let's look at this woman, um, Edna St. Vincent Millay. She was a much-loved American poet who is known for her poignant love poetry and for her eccentric life of free love and glamour. Born in 1892, she became one of the world's most famous women poets, although she is now seen as old-fashioned in style. Uh, Here's a quote from one of her poems to give you an idea. Quote, Whose lips my lips have kissed, and where and why I have forgotten, and what arms have lain under my head till morning. But the rain is full of ghosts tonight that tap and sigh upon the glass and listen for a reply. And in my heart there stirs a quiet pain for unremembered lads that not again will turn to me at midnight with a cry. Thus in the winter stands the lonely tree, nor knows what birds have vanished one by one yet knows its boughs more silent than before. I cannot say what loves have come and gone. I only know that summer sang in me for a little while that in me sings no more. Unquote. Powerful. Yet this is not the kind of poetry that is subtle and complex enough for most literary magazines today. But I love it. <laughs> And she was a very well-loved poet of her generation and also wrote heroic poems for encouragement of the American troops during uh, World War II. Perhaps she was the Amanda Gorman of her age, having the petite charisma and charm of a stunning young woman. She was only about five feet tall is amazing. Maybe 5'1". 
So Edna, she was known as Vincent. She was born with a Pisces sun, moon in Sagittarius, and Aquarius rising. The south node was in Scorpio, in the ninth house, and the north node in Taurus, the third house. She also had a Pluto-Neptune conjunction in that third house that squared her sun. Mercury, the planet of communication, was on her ascendant and squaring her nodes. Her 10th house of public image was occupied by Mars, conjuncting her moon in the sign of Sagittarius. Very powerful, strong chart. Now, Vincent truly lived her birth chart and hypnotized and inspired readers. One could say she made of her poems an erotic autobiography. A graduate of Vassar, she wrote poems of heterosexual, lesbian, and free love. (coughs) Excuse me. Yet she suffered from pain and illnesses all her life, finally leading up to severe addictions to drugs and alcohol. A hint of that Pluto-Neptune. A reading of her chart in the traditional manner shows a person unconventional, Aquarius rising, inspired and larger than life, that Pisces sun and Jupiter first house, with a passionate nature, Mars conjunct the moon. (coughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That Mars-moon conjunction, she had a really strong Uh, relationship with her mother as well. Um, Her mother was very uh, strict with her, yet she loved her mother dearly. Her mother was indeed a role model for her. Now, if she was our client, we would warn her perhaps of dangers due to poisons with that Pluto conjunct Neptune squaring her sun. And indeed, she struggled with drinking and drug use all her life, finally dying tragically of alcoholism. But that Neptune and Pluto uh, would also speak to the kind of poetry she did as as well. Um, so how do you tease out one from the other? I guess you always just try to take the highest road possible. And when we look at her nodes, we see a soul that has come into this world with a background of Plutonian trauma and drama, that south node Scorpio, who would have been wise to seek serenity in this life, north node Taurus. Her north node was in the third house, would have favored her life as a writer, as as would that Mercury on the ascendant. And her south node in the ninth house, might suggest that she, in another life, had experienced other cultures and, you know, advanced learning, and she perhaps had developed a self-convincing story of how life was put together. And, of course, we know that things from the past life tend to repeat in this life. And in this life, she would need the experience of the marketplace of a life to live her journey, she couldn't be isolated like Emily Dickinson because of her North Node in the third house. Now, her um, 
on her south node in the ninth. Her north node in Taurus is ruled by Venus, and we see Venus in her first house in Aries. She lived up to this Aries by being a pioneer in her time, a graduate of Vassar, and a well-loved and respected writer. She took risks and dared to be all she could be. At only five feet tall, she was an imposing and strong character who dared to travel the world, raise thoroughbred horses, and be with almost any man or woman she wanted. Men and women were in awe of her erotic Venusian nature, but not of her Aries Venus that was the wild and um, and it was in conjunct to the wild and uncompromising Uranus that took from her the sweet, calming nature that Venus so often has. For Vincent, life became one of extremes and led to an early um, death, poisoned by her love of ecstatic states. Venus took her too far and ultimately to her death. There are no planets conjuncting the nodes, but uh, Mercury at 22 degrees uh, Aquarius squares them. This is the skip step. She is called in this life to write, to be a communicator and a bridge builder. She would have suffered from an inability to do this in a former life, being somehow afflicted or constrained with this Mercury. Yet now she was called to take up the skip step and to express it in her life. And in this, she radically succeeded. But what is the ruler of the South Node doing? In her case, it is Pluto, and we see Pluto conjoining with Neptune, the poison I spoke of earlier. The higher octave of this would be to go to the depths of emotions with Pluto and to the transcendent heights of Neptune, which she did in her writing and in her searching for ecstatic Dionysian sexual spiritual love. However, these planets which hover near the base of her chart, the nadir, hold the potential for pain and suffering right at the base of her chart and life. In their lower modes of expression, Pluto rules the underworld, and Neptune rules the confused and altered realities we can sink into. And that was indeed her nemesis and her tragic death. So there we go. A beautiful poet. Um, and a fascinating um, life. So this is another example that I'm using uh, uh, people from my book, the new book, South Node Astrology. Um, Thanks for dropping by today and hope you've gotten something out of this. If you feel like it, leave uh, me a little note or a review on Apple um, Podcasts. Thanks for now. Bye-bye.